0: Before we start today's podcast, I'd like to talk about one of our sponsors, La Mesa RV. If you didn't know, I bought my Storyteller Overland 4x4 RV from La Mesa RV in Tucson. From the very first moment I talked to my sales rep, to the financing, to the delivery, I was extremely impressed by their hard work, customer service, communication, and availability. La Mesa RV made everything super simple. So when I flew in from Austin to Tucson, they had someone there to pick me up at the airport and they took me to the dealership where there was literally a red carpet that led to my brand new clean RV with a big red bow on top. And on top of that, they took their time and showed me how to operate the RV, they answered all my questions, and they did on-the-spot fixes to ensure my 100% satisfaction. I'm telling you, these guys treated me right and I'm proud to have them as one of the sponsors of the show. So, if you're in the market for not only a STO, but for any RV, make sure you check out La Mesa RV. Welcome to another episode of Stow Nation, a production of Park Media. Before I introduce today's guest, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share, and leave a 5-star review. And if you find this podcast useful in any way and want to pay us the ultimate compliment, head on over to our Patreon page where you can subscribe to be a classic, stealth, or beast mode subscriber. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to the Patreon site where you can literally support this podcast for less than a cup of coffee per month. Okay, moving on through a snappy transition. Today's guest is Chad and Paul. Chad and Paul have been living full time on the road over the past year. They started off in a Winnebago Travato, and they just recently came over to the dark side and joined the Stone Nation community. Prior to becoming nomads, Paul worked as an attorney and Chad as a speech-language pathologist in Brooklyn, New York. Both grew tired of the 9-5 to life and worked hard to build a remote income through online businesses that gave them the freedom to travel the country full time. Other than traveling, some of their favorite activities are scuba diving, one-wheeling, and eating as much delicious vegan food as they can. They are not a fan of campsites and strictly boondocked. They love both rural and urban boondocking. And if you didn't know, they've been documenting their travels on their YouTube channel named Chad and Paul. Other than their YouTube channel, you can find them on Instagram at Chad and Paul. So, without further ado, please welcome to the Stone Nation family, Chad and Paul. Welcome to the Stone Nation podcast. Thanks for being a guest.
1: So pumped to be here. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. us. Yeah. Yeah,
0: of course. This is so cool because you guys are the first people that I'm actually doing a podcast in person with. <laughs> and I mean, no, like, Not to degrade, like, doing the FaceTime thing, but it's just not the same, you know what I mean? And so, you guys are here in the flesh, and it's so ironic because I watch your YouTube videos, right? And then it's like, you guys are just, like, these awesome characters that almost seem fictitious in a way, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then, wham, you're here, so I'm, like, a little (laughs) starstruck. Anyways. (laughs) But uh, I appreciate you guys making the stop here in Tucson.
1: It's great. It's so beautiful here. Yeah, we love the... uh...
2: Saguaro—it's just another world for us. Very yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Have you been to uh, Saguaro National Park yet? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: We didn't know there was an—I guess there's an East and a West Park. So mm-hmm. we pulled in. and we We're like, wait—we've never been here before. I thought <laughs> we were here last year, but it's very yeah. different.
0: Yeah. So to get down to business, <laughs> okay. You guys came from a Travado 59 KL, right? And so that had the volta-, volta system in it too, right? Yep. Okay, but then you switched in—you switched to the storyteller yeah why
1: <laughs> <laughs> good question i feel like the Travado for us was the right van at the right time mm-hmm. the layout was really nice so we we love each other dearly <laughs> but we do appreciate sleeping in separate beds uh-huh. uh, especially when you're in a van you know and your own space is at such a premium it's nice to be able to have your own little bed right so that travato k floor plan was great Um, and we'd heard so many wonderful things about Volta. Uh Um, you know, we work full time from the road. So having, you know, power that we didn't have to worry about was something that was important to us. So that's kind of what got us into the Travato and it served us really well for almost a year. Yeah.
2: it It was a very comfortable van, you know, having the twin beds. Um, but it did have yeah, I had a toilet a fixed toilet so know.
0: that must have been nice yeah it was nice <laughs> but
2: then you have to you, know, you have to worry about
0: the uh, black tang
2: which mm-hmm. is another thing but uh you know it had had some shortcomings for us ultimately
0: mm. what um, were those shortcomings
2: well like chad was saying we both work from the road and in that floor plan there's really only one place to do work you have to swivel around the driver's side seat and there's a little table tiny table that you could put just fit a 13 inch laptop on
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's it otherwise the other person has to sit in the bed and do work and you can't your feet don't touch the floor because it's so high up mm. just wasn't comfortable
1: and I was usually that other person, so I, <laughs> so I was like laying in bed most of the day, just uh-huh. doing work. Or sometimes I actually use the bathroom in there to do work and just are to get serious? just to oh, get my, my own space. Because oh. there are points when we would both be taking calls, you uh-huh. know, on like Zoom call, and so I had to kind of go in the bathroom and shut the door, and, and it was a pleasant. Oh right. my yeah, goodness! Right. Also, the van, it, it the Winnebagos are. Great, you know, that it's a big mass produced van. I actually think the Travado is one of the most produced, you know, class Bs out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so the the build quality just wasn't there for us especially Mm -hmm. living in it Mm full-time you're using it pretty hard
3: yeah
1: um and the travato has all these like little custom plastic pieces and so when they break you have to special order them they cost like way too much money
3: yeah
1: um and so it just kind of over time we're like we're ready to move on and get something you know, that uh, has more flexible workspace for us. And we found the Storyteller Facebook group, so we could kind of get a get a feel for the community there, which was great. Um, and as soon as we saw one, we were like, that's it. That's, that's the one for us.
0: That's awesome. Where did you get to see it? Because I know a lot of people don't get to see it since they're you know, so they sell as soon as they hit the lot. Yeah. yeah,
1: we got really lucky. So there was a used one Ooh. at uh, sitting out at a La Mesa in Florida. Okay, and we we're like, oh, hey, let's go check it out. And, sit, and as soon as we sat in it, it was like, you know, you get a feeling where it's like, you know, this this feels like home. Mm-hmm. You know, when we would uh, we're looking for our first apartment in Brooklyn. Um, we, you know, would go around and you get a sense where it's like, when you're in a space, you're like, this is going to be my next home. That's the sense we got when we first said in the storytelling. Oh, that's time. awesome.
2: Yeah. And I think it really was meant to be because we, Chad had been calling dealers and saying, Hey, we just want to look at one. And everyone's like, it's not going to happen. Like mm-hmm. just, there's just none to look at because they just sell so fast. Um, so we were putting out feelers and then we found this used one. We were literally sitting in it, looking at it. And then Chad got a call from another dealer. We said, we might have one available mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. coming up that you might be able to grab. Like while we were sitting in this used one.
1: Oh, wow. So just, and Perfect. they were like, let Perfect. us, I mean. yeah. they were like, you have one minute to decide. Let us know if you want it. Seriously. Yeah.
0: So I was well, like. Yes. Yeah,
1: pretty much. A pretty hell much.
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. awesome. So what, what were some of the things that drew you to the storyteller other than the workspace? Anything else?
1: So the Volta was huge. Mm-hmm. Having gotten used to Volta in our Travado, I don't think we could live without it at this point mm-hmm. because we just, it's so nice to not have to think about power. And it's right. such a well-designed system that we knew that was like one of the top priorities
0: for us. So is it the same Volta system in the two vans mm-hmm. as far yeah. as like power, power? and Okay. Yeah. I
1: think this one,
2: just because it's newer, I think is maybe a little bit of a newer model of of
1: their system oh okay same same thing
0: okay same same amount of juice and everything so we had the
1: national park foundation edition travado which came with i think an extra module so the base uh travado i think has less uh watt hours okay but the one we had i think it's similar if not exactly the same as the one in the storyteller
0: so how do, how do you guys feel about the bed layout going from separate beds to sharing a bed or do one of you sleep in the main bed and the other one sleep in the groove lounge or
2: right. We still have separate beds. <laughs> like so. like who,
0: who goes, who's, you know, is thrown to the dog house, you know?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, neither because uh, Chad sleeps in the big bed okay. that, and I sleep in the groove lounge and we both, we both love our spots. I love where the groove lounge, he loves that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried sleeping with him in the bed and it's very comfortable. But I end up in the in the morning, I end up in the groove lounge by yeah. right the
1: morning. <laughs> those are the times when I persuade him to sleep in the right. bed with
0: me. Oh my goodness. Just we
1: roll onto each other. And Orlando's there, so we have yeah. a Puppy. dog. So it's mm-hmm. like the three of us, it becomes hot. Yeah. It's like a whole
0: Do you get the uh cupboard con- concussion when you sit up or lay down? You know, it usually takes me
1: a long time to learn lessons, but that was a lesson I learned for
0: normally three or four
1: times. That was a lesson I learned after once and yeah. I kind of got the flow. But uh, I actually like the Groove Lounge too. It's a really comfortable place to sleep. We just roll out a pad and there it's nice because you got the big window there and you can sit up. So maybe, maybe we'll trade uh, next right. month. Let's see with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So where does um, Orlando sleep? So first of all, Whoever doesn't know you, A, they're crazy, but B, you also have a dog, right? Uh Yes. Orlando. So Orlando is a chihuahua mix, or can you clarify that?
2: He's a chihuahua. He's mostly a miniature pincher. Okay. But he has some chihuahua in him. Okay. And he's about seven pounds. Very big personality. (laughs) A loud bark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's our alarm system. Nice. And, yeah.
0: So does he sleep on the groove lounge, or?
2: He's supposed to sleep. On the floor oh, behind okay. the driver's side seat on his blanket. Mm-hmm. Will sometimes end up in my bed. Sometimes end up in Chad's bed.
1: by sometimes Paul means every single night. <laughs> <laughs> we just—you can't say no to it that. It depends I how know. cold it is. Yeah. Depends how cold it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good he's, point. A, he's a little furnace. You guess so one more cold, we just <laughs> snuggle him <laughs> close and keeps us warm.
0: That's cute. Yeah. Um. So, how long have you had the storyteller now?
1: Two months. Two months, yeah, yeah, I think so. So it's still okay. pretty new. We got it and uh, got delivery mid January. January. Yeah.
0: January. So, what are your impressions so far?
1: We're
2: really impressed and really love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the other than the office space and the Volta? What else do you love about it?
2: We love how uh modular it is. Like, I, I love that they call it the mode because, like, that's really like how we use it. We put it into different modes. We wake up in the morning, and we have two beds and in about five minutes we have no beds like it's just mm-hmm. the beds are away and you can pull out the shower and sh- shower mode and put it away you know chad uses the back uh, half the murphy bed down to do work as a stand-up desk i'm sitting in the groove lounge i can swivel the seats around it's just so like adaptable um in a way that our travato wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. that couldn't be because everything was fixed you know we have smaller van and feels like more room like we have Things in our garage now in the back that we never could have fit in the Travato. We got these electric skateboard things called one wheels.
0: Yeah, I've seen those. Those are pretty sick. They're so yeah.
2: much
1: fun. <laughs> so much fun.
0: Please let me ride one. Yeah, for yeah. oh, <laughs> sure. After this. But don't we're take digging. me when I fall off.
1: <laughs> we're going to bring all the equipment with us. And oh, fire. my God.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that never would have fit in the Travato. We actually have a garage now. It's nice. So- It's just nice. It feels so much bigger.
1: And, you know, there are like a lot of things on paper that we love so much better, like the build quality, Mm -hmm. you know, the shower, the adaptability. But like, honestly, I just feel like it's so badass. Like, it's (laughs) just, it's just plain cool. You know what I mean? From outside to inside and then the community itself Mm -hmm. uh, skews a little more younger, a little more diverse, a little more adventurous Mm -hmm. than, you know... um, other rv or, or van communities so it's really been nice to be a part of you know the storyteller community too
0: so have you guys done any uh mods yet or are you still filling things out to see what you guys want to do hmm. i mean like what's on the the maybe list
1: does beer in the fridge count as a mod <laughs> <or>? uh, absolutely
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait you don't have beer get out
1: because <laughs> that was day one that was our mod day one. oh yeah
0: so It's funny
1: because when we were in our Travada, when we first got it, we had this long list of mods from day one that we wanted to do. And we just never got around to them because we were just so busy traveling around and exploring. And this time we made a conscious effort to say we're not going to get a mod until, you know, something comes up and we decide, oh, hey, it would be really helpful to get that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. But there are, we do have a list now. (laughs) What's that? So the first thing we want to get is an upgraded suspension. Um, or ours squats a little in the back because we Mm -hmm. just have so much weight back there. And, and we just, I don't think we would have considered it had it not been for the Facebook group
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so many people post in there that they've gotten a suspension upgrade and it's just an amazing difference. Right. Um, especially when you get the wind on the highway and stuff like that.
0: I can testify that. Have you, um, what, what, uh, kit are you guys looking at the VC or the agile? Or is there, I don't know if there's something else out there, but I think Sumo Springs, but that's like child's play these days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah,
2: We're looking at the VC. Okay. Um, is the one we're looking at.
0: Yeah. Which one?
2: The, so everyone said you can either get the four or the six, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think with the, don't quote me, don't, I don't want a lot of hate mail on this, but I think with the 4.3, it, you can keep the van at the same level. Mm. And then if you go higher, it'll give the lift. And with the Agile, you automatically get, like, a approximately, like, two inches lift. So. Yeah,
2: so I think that's why we wanted to go for the 4.3. Whichever one didn't require the lift was one that we wanted to go for. Okay. And, yeah. and then,
0: did you know that they came out with a? I I mean, they, their shocks were adjustable, but they came out with this new thing where they can wire it through the control panel inside the van, and you can adjust it in the van, like, I think... Maybe on the fly. Wow. I saw that. Yeah, it
2: looked pretty cool. Yeah, like See right that. next to the four wheel drive, is like an extra button now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so cool. I think uh, I forget his name. I think his name is Lorenzo. I think he might have gotten it. I don't know. He posted it the other day, but I was like, "Whoa, that's so sick!" Yeah, I'm so <laughs> <Awesome>. jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. so. Now we're
1: adding another thing to the yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's cool. It's funny because in the Facebook group, everyone loves their suspension upgrades, so it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of compare. You know,
2: and no one's one, no get. one can like objectively compare all of them because no one's gotten all of them because exactly so but everyone's been happy with whatever they've gotten so yeah are
0: you guys going to the mode meetup uh next month
1: for Mm -hmm. sure in moab right yeah Yeah, i'll be there along with a bunch of other people (laughs) yeah we're excited (laughs) but
0: that'll be like i think uh the reason why i ask you is because i think that'll be a good um opportunity to check out the different suspension styles to see what would uh fit you guys uh best because you know, dropping like what four, five, six thousand dollars on suspension—that's an investment,
1: right? Sure. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, um, so what else is on your list?
1: Um We're no. thinking the van wife
0: shelf. I can tell you from experience, it's must have. Really? Yeah. Like it'll. It's maybe you might have an issue because you're taller. Yeah. But I mean, you'll learn that lesson too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, it's funny because in our, <laughs> our Travato, we had that same shelf uh-huh. and i did not learn my lesson on that one. <laughs> I, I feel like every single week there was just like a like a, oh, a, a head banging moment the
2: problem is when he wears his hat he doesn't notice
0: it oh, yeah. his head. <laughs> that's funny so yeah.
2: yeah we're definitely considering that
0: mm-hmm. yeah. i would i would say just from my experience it's probably like top three for me mm. yeah wow. because you get the curtains i don't know if you guys want the curtains for privacy blackout yeah you know i have my i don't I did try out the van um, wife curtain and just for my, you know, purposes, it didn't work out for me, but I put my own uh, curtains up and it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. So if you want that kind of privacy Mm. or just like blackout something. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. Paul also
1: wants a hood wrap.
0: Ooh, why? Good question. Why, Paul?
1: (laughs) Well, the hood wrap
2: apparently makes it easier to clean off bugs, but really, I just think it looks cool. That's it. What color? What color? Black.
0: Okay. Nice. And what color is your mode? White, white, white. Okay. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Gotta murder that thing out. Nice. <laughs> Anything else on your?
2: Oh, we, we did get a um, the uh, seat back organizer. Okay. We ordered that from Storyteller. We got that for the uh, passenger side front seat.
3: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So we already got that. That's really nice because any little extra room. When we got it, we're like, we're we gonna put in this. Like we already downsized so much. Uh, yeah. So. Did you
0: have to downsize a lot from coming from the Travato to the Storyteller? I feel like the biggest thing
1: was getting rid of crap that we didn't even know we still had in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's so much, there's a lot of like overhead storage and things. You just kind of throw your crap. In mm-hmm. the Travato. Yeah, in the Travato. So uh, in the Storyteller, we could just be a little bit more conscious about, you know, keeping the things we actually use.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's good. What's like other than like your equipment to record YouTube? Like, what are some of your priority uh, belongings that you have that you just have to take with you other than Orlando? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so. I don't think we have well,
2: the one wheels. The one wheels now, <laughs> okay.
0: And
1: yeah. that was a bit. of... So I, I took some convincing with the one wheels. Yeah, oh, really? Sure. I'm surprised
2: yeah. he said yes to it, yeah. but he loves it. We both love them. So
1: I think it's because I loved the garage space. Like I used it. All day is like a stand-up desk, and I could kind of mm-hmm. walk around. So it okay. takes up a little space there, but it's so worth it. So those are, those are one of our yeah. top possessions right now. I'd and say. I don't think that would. I don't know if if the one wheels would work in
2: a van unless you had Volta, right? Because it is electric. So you got to charge them up. I can't imagine charging those in solar. Yeah, and it's
1: so, that's that's so nice, nice to just while you're driving, pop on the inverter and charge them right up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't see a dip. Um, but other than that, so I had a ukulele that I loved and carried around in our Archevato, but I decided to forego Aww. that because I didn't really use it that much. And, right.
2: Yeah, we had to get rid of anything that was like, well, I use this, but like once a year,
1: right.
3: twice mm. a
2: year. You don't have room yeah. for that. So we also have our computers because we work. Um, clothes. And we're big foodies, so okay. make room for food and we'll eat out. Yeah. Do you
0: eat out more or do you cook more or is it a equal balance?
1: So I wouldn't call it cooking. I'd call it more assembling. <laughs> I think that's more yeah. accurate. We, so I, I actually cooked a lot in the Travado and I was really excited to cook in the Storyteller. But being on the road full time, we honestly, we love hiking and being out and like exploring. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times our go-to meals are just like quick salads and things oh, okay. you can throw together while, rather than, you know, an actual actual cooking that endeavor. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, what else um, What else do you love about storyteller? Uh, I, the Storyteller?
1: The 4 by 4 has really come in handy, especially and out clearance. here. And the clearance, the yeah. Mm-hmm. So we spent our first two months in Florida um, way too long in Florida, yeah. I think. <laughs> because we had to sell our Travado, and then we weren't getting the Storyteller for what like two months maybe uh, a
2: little over a month yeah.
1: so we spent that month in a hotel room mm-hmm. in Orlando and almost went crazy yeah <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> we at first we're like oh this is gonna be great And there's like so a much hot tub and a shower you know what I mean mm-hmm. it would be amazing but after a week we're like we just don't belong here like we need to be on the road traveling around um so yeah, so when we were in Florida, we obviously didn't need the four by four or any clearance. But as right. soon as we got out here, there were actually a couple spots that we remember last year being uh, in the Travado that we couldn't get to or didn't feel comfortable getting to. So here it was like, no, no problem. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah.
0: So with the two months that you've been in the storyteller, is there anything that if you're like the chief designer, you <laughs> would probably Think about designing a different way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For me, there are two things that are like little and a little bit silly, Mm -hmm. but they do make a difference in my mind. Okay. So one is there's that USB charger right next to the Dreamweaver bed that lights up blue. Mm. And I, you know, I sleep there and so I want to charge my phone there. So there's just a blue light, you know, all over There's no way to
0: cover it. That's like the Volta light where you have to put the patch over it. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, we it, did with like black electrical tape, but if I were to design that, I would just say put a, a USB charger that doesn't have that. It's, it's, it's,
2: it's Chad not just complaining a little bit. It's, it's very bright. <laughs> very, it's, it's oh alarming. I don't know. It's very strange. Is it brighter mm-hmm.
0: than the Volta green light? Uh, I feel like it's
1: just as bright, but it's smaller.
0: Oh, so it's more concentrated. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right next to your head. Okay, I I, I totally get it.
1: (laughs) At first, I was like, "Oh, it's nice blue. It's chill. It's like a little lounge vibe." But uh, no, (laughs) no, not. Not.
0: What else? You said two things. What was the other one?
1: The uh, the screens. So the one thing we loved. Uh, about our old van was the roll left screen they're so well made well designed and they're really clean when they you know fold away and everything in the storyteller is so beautiful and like it's the design it's very clean and sleek except for the kind of like rumpled hanging bug screens uh, oh, okay. right above the sliding door they don't really fold up well they're a little bit a little bit sloppy it's, mm-hmm. again it's like a minor little thing right but uh I feel like having like something a little bit um more cleanly designed when it rolls up would kind of fit with the, right. the rest of the vibe right.
2: yeah Roloff's a company in Canada right mm-hmm. yeah. and their screens whatever reason you can roll them up really tight so it, it looks very clean mm. and these ones that we have aren't like
0: that. So oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Paul? Is there anything that you would change other than those two things?
2: Uh those two things uh also what I thought would be nice, not necessary, is in the back. It'd be cool if there was a switch for the water pump in the back. Mm. So that if you come back from a hike or walk in the dog and he's muddy, you can open up the back doors, take out the outdoor shower, switch on the water pump and spray down without having to walk into the van um so that'd be cool
1: but that's it
2: right
1: yeah i can't other than that we i mean we're probably still in our honeymoon phase a little <laughs> bit but other than that we it just works it's such a perfect fit for us yeah that's like good. we never there's never a moment in the day where i'm like dang i wish yeah that we had this in the van or that mm-hmm. was different there are some weird quirks with the sprinter
2: um but very minor
0: yeah like, do, do you check the power steering clamp on a rig?
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I made sure when we got it that it was taken care of and it wasn't actually just inspected. It was like replaced. I think now it's an official recall. Mm-hmm. It right? is, yeah. So I, I made sure that that was like one of the first things I confirmed before that's good. we picked it up. Yeah.
0: I know. It's, that's. I think the major issue with that chassis right now is just, you know, no one wants to get stranded with a 10,000... Pound vehicle with no power steering.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know if I know I wouldn't be able to steer it. Mm-mm. um I don't. I'm sure you guys probably could. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> I'm not really trying don't to know. find. <laughs> you're not trying to find out, right? Yeah. No. Not, not yet. No, not
1: going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys are full timers.
1: Yep.
0: um You guys are from Brooklyn, and then one day you're just like, screw it, let's move into 100 <laughs> square feet and call <laughs> it a day.
2: Not Brooklyn. quite, <laughs> but almost Close. So almost. So, uh, yeah, Chad was, we were both living in there and Chad was speech pathologist uh, working there. I was a lawyer in Manhattan and uh, I don't know, we just got kind of like sick of the daily grind. So we started to look at like alternative ways of living, started looking at YouTube videos about living in vans, RVs, boats, um, started to look at alternative ways to make money. So we started some online businesses on eBay and Amazon. And then those took off so then we decided to leave New York City and move to Florida so we did that for about seven months living in Florida and then we said you know what really we could be anywhere so that's when we bought the did mm-hmm. so
1: yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And I feel like the hardest thing wasn't actually moving into a van it was leaving Brooklyn
0: oh really why yeah. is that
1: because that was just our community that was like our home for so many did years you guys grew up there so I grew up uh, in Philly, and Paul grew up on Long Island. Okay. So not too far. Okay. But, you know, you build a community, like, you know, your grocery store you go to, uh-huh. your local hangouts. And that's kind of where your community is. And um, so the one thing we were nervous about was leaving there and kind of just being a- alone or isolated. Um, but actually, once we moved into the van, we found out we were more social living in a van than we oh, were really? when we were living in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: How so?
2: Well. I think it's because anytime we meet another van lifer, we instantly have something in common and something to talk about. And a lot of van lifers, they like want to talk. They want to socialize. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in our old life, I don't know if we just got um, started to take people for granted, which, you know, like seeing our coworkers every day, like, you know, you know them so well that you kind of take them for granted and don't really get to know them really. I don't know.
1: i feel like there's also when you're in a van there's something so magical about meeting up with someone on one end of the country and then just run running into them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. on the other coast like we i don't know what it is about cracker barrel but we make a lot of friends in (laughs) cracker barrel parking lots oh my
3: goodness don't Uh, go to walmart yeah no no
1: (laughs) we start walmart i don't know what so things have changed really quickly for walmart i feel like early last year uh we had good experiences and they were a lot more open, and now they're all stopping, you know, uh, campers, parking there. Yeah, I think
0: people you know. just abused it, you know. Yeah. And then plus, uh, I think overall the homeless situation is kind of on a rise throughout the entire country. So, right. I mean, I don't want to say that's the reason, but I mean, I had some crazy, literally back in and broadside me in my van so I can't imagine like what happened yeah. that
1: happened at a Walmart
0: in mm-hmm. oh, Roswell it might have been an alien I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, aliens
1: need to check their rear view mirrors too when they're backing up I know
0: well they're probably like that is such a cool ass fan let's get a closer look and it just got too close I don't know no it was a crazy dude that just he hit and ran so anyways
1: it's fun it's true though I feel like every weird or sketchy experience we've had in a van parking lot has usually been in walmart's right yeah
0: well the cop that came out and did the police report he actually had a good point that i never thought about was the fact that because walmart parking lots are so big it allows people to maneuver as fast and as quick and as whatever way like it's just it's just too much room right so ding i was like okay so i find when i park i find places that have a small parking lot where when you turn, it's very deliberate and there's no room to just like peel out or like right. do whatever, so.
1: And in Cracker Barrel, everyone's so full from like their giant platters of mm-hmm. fried chicken. They're taking, they're taking
0: their time rolling through that oh, part. Oh, yeah. Of that. I hear you. Cracker Barrel is the best. Though. Yeah. But yeah,
1: we, so we met this great couple um, where did we meet them? Orlando. In, far, in Orlando, Cracker Barrel. And then all of a sudden, we bump into them in a Cracker Barrel in Montana. No and it's just so nice to have connections like that, where it's like, you know, you always know there's a chance you're going to bump into mm-hmm. a right. long-lost friend somewhere in the country and come back together like, you know, you haven't even left.
2: Yeah, actually, we, before we moved into the van, when we were in Florida, we were looking, thinking about it, looking at YouTube videos, and we were walking along this this road that's along the beach uh right on palm island near like west palm beach and right there there was a van that was open Mm -hmm. and you know somebody this couple was living in it and like we're like kind of peeking in don't want to be rude but they were super friendly like showed us their van had two dogs uh super sweet couple Mm -hmm. and then when we saw that we're like wow this is so cool and like that really kind of pushed us over the edge to actually buy our first van And then fast forward like seven months where even longer than that, we're driving into a campsite in Yellowstone and we're driving and this van's driving towards us and we look in and it's that same couple and we're just like, our eyes meet and we're like, what? They're like, what?
0: (laughs) That's so crazy. Yeah, so cool. Small world. Yeah. Do you have any regrets moving into a hundred square feet with wheels?
2: Should have done it sooner. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's your only regret? Yeah. You get you guys never, I guess I don't want to say uh, lonely is not the right word, but do you ever miss not just being able to go home, have a couch, turn on the TV, you know, like that routine kind of thing?
2: I thought I would because I used to be very routine, like oriented, but not I've really adapted pretty well. I'd say the only tough spot for tough part for me is that uh, I tend to like more personal space. Mm-hmm. and that's it's challenge, <laughs> challenge <laughs> in the van uh, I will say it is easier in the storyteller um, because I feel like I can sit in the groove lounge and and then Chad's like behind me and I kind of feel like I'm more alone mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm
1: just breathing heavily I'm just on waiting for the curtain to slide <laughs> <get laughs> across to the van
2: right, There's that curtain <laughs> like that. and you yeah. find little ways like I can hop in my one wheel and go off the ride by myself but you do when you're a couple living in the van you do kind of lose A bit of independence, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't go to the store alone. If Chad wants to go to the store, we both got to go to the store. I mean, I I can stay in the van, but we've got to go everywhere together.
1: Right. I feel like that's been the biggest thing is just the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you're working, you know, and going to an office, you spend most of your day apart, you know, and then you come back and that's the time when it's like, you have wine and dine, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? You can hang out together, you enjoy it. But here it's like every single moment of every single day we're together. So having to find ways to make sure, you know, our needs are met. Mm-hmm. That we have the space that we need in the relationship. I feel like it's always a, something that we're working on.
0: Yeah. And what's your best tool to be able to do that? Just communication? Not taking things too seriously?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I a thought lot of it. Love. We, we <laughs> met,
1: so we met at a Buddhist monastery, actually. Oh, okay. So uh, I feel like we had... We're on the same page about okay. you know mindfulness and communication
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and how to resolve conflict so that definitely helped um but otherwise i think just making sure to set clear boundaries like mm-hmm. if i'm doing work you know if paul's doing work i'll say look i'm gonna take the next couple hours of the afternoon to do work and then let's go hike you know mm-hmm. later at night or something like
2: that yeah and really being clear about what you want like you know, sometimes i got to say Chad, like, Chad, I just can't talk to you for the next hour. I've got to concentrate, I'm really sorry, and then we'll hang out, you know.
1: And I'll still talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much for
0: boundaries, right? <laughs>
2: that, that's when the, the next level comes in, which is the noise-canceling headphones.
0: Uh, that's smart. That's yep. smart. Is it tuned just for uh, Chad's frequency? <laughs> yep. <laughs> my, very high, my very high pitch. <laughs> uh well i think that's awesome um so how long have you guys been married
2: um we're going on six years
0: six years, yeah. six years and approximately a year and a half in the van two years
1: yeah a year and a half almost yes, yeah
0: okay and you guys haven't murdered each other clearly so that's good <laughs> one
1: of us hasn't wound up on the side of a highway <laughs> somewhere oh yeah it's been uh it's been a great i feel like so in uh there's this kind of zen saying or story where you know um when you live as a community together you you start as a bunch of kind of uh rough rocks and as those rocks get tumbled around they start Mm -hmm. to polish each other and i feel like that's been close to what we've experienced you know when, when you when you live together you have no choice But to work things out, you can't just let things fester, you know, go into another room or slam the door. You have no choice. Otherwise, it's just not going to be possible to live in such a small space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys are definitely forced to work things out on the spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. High (laughs) five. I don't know how you all do it. but Oh, my goodness. All the kudos to you. (laughs) So how did the YouTube channel uh, evolve from this? That's
1: a good question to? I feel mm-hmm. like I just wanted to, there are a lot of memories that I didn't want to miss. You know, I wanted to document our memories and it never started as like a, you know, a, a van life or like a techie kind of thing. It was more so like just having fun documenting our experiences around the country so that we could look back on it and, you know, watch them and see if we, there are any places we wanted to revisit. And then over time, I just had so much fun editing and we had a lot of fun, you know, recording the vlog together that it just kind of evolved. And then um, when we wanted to get a storyteller, we were looking on YouTube and we didn't see any videos of people actually living in a storyteller. A lot of them were... you know at dealerships Mm -hmm. and that was really motivating for us because it was content that we wanted to (laughs) see which i feel like is always good when you're making content that you yourself would want to see so that's kind of what it's evolved into
0: so you do all the editing and then what do you do as far as the youtube are you like the marketer or me yeah or do you do the editing as well like i'm just curious like how you guys split the i guess responsibilities and tasks
2: so actually um I have my own YouTube channel that oh. I've had for, uh, three or four years now. Um, it talks all about how you sell on eBay and Amazon. It's like more e-commerce drop shipping channel. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of busy with that. So Chad really, the Chad and Paul YouTube channel is pretty much all Chad. <laughs>
1: Paul's the pretty face.
0: So. Okay.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> The I mean, Chad
0: production show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like I was, it, it was funny because like when, when we started it, um, like I was giving Chad like tips cause I had experience and now he's just like surpassed me. He gets more views than me <laughs> on his channel. Like his editing is way better. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So you're very proud of him. Oh, thanks,
1: babe. <laughs> it really is just fun. And that's yeah. for me, I like, I I don't want to make any videos that aren't fun mm-hmm. to make, you know, or that like might be boring for us to put together just about. And for us too, it, it brings us closer because you know, it, it forces you to explore and see things that then you can talk about together. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think it's also just a great creative outlet too, you know, because some of the, you know, I think that when you got the storyteller and all the, shots and panning that you did I was like oh that's pretty tight
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you get with any work that you love you get into this flow Mm -hmm. and you you kind of lose yourself in it a little bit and uh, I don't know it's 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 always been that way for me to try and find that flow and for now vlogging and
0: editing kind of gives that to me yeah so being on YouTube you must have some haters out there how do you deal Mm -hmm. with those those haters you know we
1: thought moving into a van and traveling around, we might experience more homophobia on the road. Um, but online it's it's been a lot worse it's been uh oh, they're like, relentless rel- yeah, oh my God, like so much trolling and it's almost like a full-time job just to delete the comments that are mm-hmm. inappropriate or the messages and you know when we go live it, we have a great moderator who you know can keep an eye out for things like that mm-hmm. um but that's the toughest part i think is the the homophobic comments right
2: yeah i mean yeah having my channel for a while kind of got a thick skin to it kind of get over it um but it was like a different level when it starts attacking your more personal life and your you know your partner and who you choose to you know live your life with that got a little bit more personal but again gotta get over it and realize those people are just hiding behind a screen and Mm -hmm. kind of cowardly for doing it online so they'll never say it to your face
1: yeah
0: yeah that's the sad part that's the thing that you know that smoke screen that Mm -hmm. other people have behind their keyboard they're probably in the bottom of their you know parents basement (laughs) yeah that's ridiculous so you do you read all the comments then i do i do i love
1: the community aspect of it so i read and respond to every single comment Mm. that we get um and initially i thought that the bad comments were just going to be general like oh i hate this this sucks you suck but some of them are get really personal well like
0: do you mind sharing like what one of the worst ones were
1: there? i don't know if i can <laughs> i don't know if you're going to censor this but i mean just a lot of it is sexually mm. perverse <laughs> i think Yeah, but okay. also homophobic at the same time okay. yeah like very nasty oh. like
2: yeah so that's interesting because um you know, I I considered myself kind of lucky on on my channel because being a, a guy, I wasn't getting the same kind of comments that, like, I knew this, this, this woman who had a very similar channel to mine talking about e-commerce, and her comments were ruthless. Like, the stuff people would say on her channel just because she was a woman was terrible. Wow. And I feel like now that we're putting ourselves out there as a gay couple, we're, we're kind of facing that in a different way, yeah. but kind of similar.
1: We used to... I'll give you an example. You might need to cut this out, <laughs> but uh, in we had a black tank in our old van, so we would call the dump tube the stinky slinky. So you can imagine all the different variations on stinky slinky mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and being a gay couple, you can come up with. So, oh yeah, uh, I bet. Oh, but some you... of them are ing- are ingenious. I have to give some. Really, <laughs> uh, getting creative yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that that situation alone has has got to bring you guys closer in a way, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's or. us against them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And sometimes Paul has to hold me back. I'm like, I just want to respond to this. Yeah. And, yeah. But I just wind up deleting
0: them. Yeah, I was going to ask well. you, what are the tips when you respond? Like, do you have, like, a 12-hour cool-down period or, you know?
1: At first, I got really – I felt really hurt by them, and mm-hmm. we have to talk talk it over with Paul. But now it's just, I just – I, I use that delete button, you know, and just or block them. Mm-hmm. Or the
2: There's a big difference between – constructive feedback and just being harassed right and we're not going to tolerate harassment we're not going to tolerate homophobia or bigotry just delete it it's our channel we're allowed to do that
0: yeah do you report them to youtube i
1: don't no i feel like i should but i just uh i don't know i feel like it's easier just to delete and block yeah
0: that's good
1: maybe i should start doing that
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that'll do anything. I was just curious. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, moving on to greener pastures. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you guys plan to live this kind of lifestyle? Like, where do you see yourselves in five years from today?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we don't have any time, time frame for it. Uh, we're loving it right now. There's still so much of the United States we want to see. We want to go into Canada. We want to go in South America eventually. So, yeah, we have no long-term or short-term plans.
1: Horrible, (laughs) horrible (laughs) plans. Really, But like, we don't know where we're going to be tonight. But I initially wanted to live in a sailboat full-time. Oh, wow. So that's still in my heart. So... Mm -hmm. Think I hope
0: as Paul Squiggles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You can see who enjoys one more. I'll, I'll throw in another one wheel for you if you can, if you let me. Can ride
2: a one wheel on a boat.
1: <laughs> but I feel like it would be so nice to have a van and have a, a boat, so you could explore land and sea and just be total nomads.
0: Wow, that is the ultimate nomad. Yeah. Holy cow! That'd be cool. Do you have any um, close term goals that you guys are trying to reach, either personal or professional? Doesn't
1: matter. I feel like really living each day moment to moment is so important, and in a van, in some way, it's easier because that's kind of what you're doing. But sometimes it can make it more difficult because there's so many things you want to see. Like mm-hmm. today, we're like, do we want to go to Sedona? Do we want to go to Bisbee? You know, and you start to live for those moments when you're out and about or exploring a specific area instead of just enjoying. Living in the van, whether it's in a parking lot, you know, or at a boondocking spot, so really trying to stay rooted in the present moment and enjoy
0: this life while you can. So, for the parking, do you guys try to stay on the BLM land, or do you do the urban stealth parking?
2: Um, we, we prefer BLM when it's available. So, pretty much as soon as we hit you know, like west of Texas, or even before that, you know, that's what we're that's where we're staying on BLM land. Um, We don't really do a ton of, quote-unquote, like, stealth parking. It will stay at establishments that allow us to stay there. Like, you mentioned Cracker Barrel before. Mm -hmm. Um, We have parked on the street before, but we haven't done it a ton, really.
1: Mm. More so when, like, in the Northeast, when you don't really have a choice to do it. Um, Like, in Brooklyn, Philadelphia, you know, up in Maine... We actually were surprised because there's not a ton of van lifers up in the Northeast, Mm -hmm. but it was so cool. If you can get over, uh, if you have any inhibitions with street parking or urban boondocking, it's a really cool place to check out. I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But we had, you know, the Travada we had was, when you looked at it, it was very much a camper van. It had a lot of uh, stickers on the side, or Graphics. uh, graphics on the side, thank you. You know, lights, like anyone who knows, like, you know, that's a camper van. And our storyteller, I feel like it's actually more stealth because it's we have a white one. So it kind of does look more like a cargo van, but it's still a camper van. So I think stealth camping is really hard to do unless you have like a custom van that really is just nothing on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a little bit overrated or, or people are overthink it stealth um, parking. I think if I think it's really more about luck, honestly, <laughs> whether someone notices you and reports you or doesn't. Because I think if you are living in a van, there's things that obviously give it away. And if someone knows, they know. If they don't know, they don't know.
1: Right. Like in Key West last year, we had a blast. We were there for a week. No issues. It was amazing. This year we went down and that night we got the knock. And oh, had no. to move on. So, yeah. And we were in the same area. So. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. I think fan life uh haters are just cracking down a little bit more
1: i don't know yeah i think it's in a lot of the areas where um there are profitable campgrounds that mm-hmm. i think probably lobby or push you know the local board to really crack down on it because it, i understand it does drive down their profits but mm-hmm. i feel like what's the harm if we're
2: I don't know. what's the harm if the campsites are always full
0: Anyway. Yeah. I yeah, mean it's right. not Five like you're eighties. gonna stay there anyways. Right, I know. You're basically freeing up a spot so someone else can take it. I mean right. for sure. Uh, and in the keys, it's like those campgrounds are booked
1: like for a full year oh, and expensive.
0: So since um you guys are relatively new to the storyteller community and van, um, what are some tips that you have for people who are window shopping, who wanna get involved, who wanna buy it but they just don't know if they should pull the trigger or not? Like what advice do you have to those for those people?
2: Um first join the Facebook group start just looking around um like I said before it's really hard to find one to get into mm. um I have seen people post in the Facebook group saying hey I live in this area is, anybody, is anyone like around that could just look at one and i think someone responded and actually said yeah i'll be in that area um which was super cool that they did that so it's always worth a shot um
1: mm. one yeah. of the other things is uh, i feel like if you can just rent any van or rv and get a better understanding of how you like to roll like if you had asked me a year ago if i'd be cool living in a van that didn't have a fixed toilet i'd say hell no like i need that but after being you know on the road full-time for a year you realize like, we realized that we hardly use the toilet anyways so Mm -hmm. uh, it was fine for us having a portable cassette toilet so i think understanding how you're going to use the van is one of the most important considerations before you you get any.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys used the shower? Or let me rephrase this: When you use the porta potty or the cassette toilet, privacy issues, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> stinky issues. <laughs> you know, like what are we talking about here? What's the situation? So, um, the situation,
1: Paul. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, you turn on the fan. You can open up the shower and the, the uh, curtain drops down, gives you a little bit of privacy. Except for your little
1: feet hanging outside. So just
2: uh, move quick.
0: <laughs> but I'm like, I don't care. You know, I'm care. Like, whatever, look at me. <laughs> oh, so that's interesting. So you drop the halo shower down when you use the bathroom for privacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. clever.
1: Yeah. That's okay. what only Paul does that. Though. I do that. Oh. <laughs>
0: so what about emptying it? Are you guys bashful pulling up somewhere to emptying it? or
1: So we actually haven't used the cassette part of it yet because we haven't needed to okay so what we've done is uh we 99 percent of the time we're using public facilities or if we're on blm land we're just digging a can hole Mm -hmm. and uh i've meant to you know try using the cassette toilet for a full week just to test it out because a lot of people want to see a video on it Mm -hmm. but honestly it's so infrequently that the times we've had to use it for number two is normally like at night when Mm -hmm. you know when we have an unplanned Mm -hmm. event (laughs) and uh honestly at this point we've just done like a composting bag and then dispose of it just because it's so infrequent i know Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to do that or like there's a special way you're supposed to dispose of human waste that go to a specific disposal site Mm -hmm. um but for us that's been fine for the way that we've needed to use it yeah and then for number one we'll go outside when we're on blm land mm-hmm. or just use nalgene bottles yeah we have two two bottles. <laughs> this is revealing a lot so I I mean, know, you're, getting st- real, <laughs> you're getting the I real you're getting the real Chat. yeah
0: box. what it's really like to live the van life yeah. yeah and for
1: us we much prefer that it's just easier than i'm sure the cassette toilet is fine and i'm gonna you know try it for a week to see really what it's like mm-hmm. but it's been so perfect that setup has worked for us and like mm-hmm. i said there are bathrooms everywhere. We hardly, if ever, find ourselves in a position where we can't find a bathroom somewhere that we can use.
2: But one rule we've decided is never pass up a free bathroom.
1: <laughs> Which is why we...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank Good you call. so much for Yeah, us. of course. Of course. I know how it is. What about, <laughs> what about showers? What do you guys do for showers?
2: We use a halo shower. Okay. In love we the love, the shower. It. It's love it.
1: H- it's such an upgrade for us than
0: the shower in our last van. How many... Uh. Have you ever tracked, like, how much water you actually use when you take a shower?
2: Yes.
3: You
0: did,
2: right? Um, I can't remember how much we use, but I know how much gray tank it fills up. It's about 20% if we both shower.
0: Yeah. Oh, both of you? About,
2: yes. Yeah, so oh, it's wow. about, like, 10% each. Okay. Uh, I think that was right. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I yeah. think
2: that's right. right. I forget how much water. The, the water tank in this van is bigger than our last van, so it almost feels, like, luxurious to us. We're like, oh, my gosh, we have so much water. Yeah. It's great.
0: Do you guys have issues filling up water? No, no um,
2: it is one of our challenges to like find a place with safe potable water mm-hmm. um yeah, so that's like probably like the most annoying upkeep things, like oh, where are we gonna find water
1: yeah, so but that's better than where are we gonna find water, where are we gonna dump? you know how mm-hmm. much is it gonna cost? so it's nice to not have to think about dumping a black tank yeah. but um. For water we have uh the Clear Two O inline filter and then we use our Berkey water bottle. Have you seen those? The Berkey Sport water bottles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I
0: have one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So we mm-hmm.
1: just fill up right from the sink faucet there. Okay. Um, which is great. We do miss having the bigger Berkey. Um, but for now the water bottles work work really well.
0: Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. This has been such a fun time with you two. I could go on forever <laughs> and ever, but I know that you guys probably are itching to get back on the road. And I do appreciate the time for stopping and to come talk to us. But um, I'd like to end every episode with one question. What does it mean for you guys to be a part of the Stoke Nation community?
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it means that we have a sense of adventure. And that we're willing to kind of live a a different life, you know. And for some, for us, that means full time. For a lot of people, that means you know, that's what that's how they, you know, that's that's the fun for them on the weekends or on their vacations. But I think it really means more than anything a a real sense
1: of adventure. Mm-hmm. That's
0: good. What uh, about you, Chad?
1: I feel like it's. Uh... Being there for others in the community or who want to join the community, um, whether it's, you know, someone randomly coming up to us on the street and saying, oh, that band looks so cool. What is it? Can I learn more about it? Or if there's someone in the storyteller group that's having an issue or needs help or has a question, just being there for the community I think is important and
0: great. That's a great way to end the podcast. Again, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And safe travels out there. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you. And we're going to take you one movie
0: now. Oh, yes! Oh my God, I'm so scared actually. Dude, hang on, let me just pray to my God real quick now. <laughs> That's awesome, I can't wait. Stone Nation is a production of Park Media. The executive producer is Young Hua Kim. The audio engineer is
2: Stephen Grasso.
0: The marketing director is
2: Guillaume Gosong.
0: The original music and artists is done by Jason Wallsmith. The sound designer is Lorenzo Interiano, and the assistant sound designer is Peng Shu. Without any of these people, this podcast couldn't happen, so a big, huge thank you. And a big, huge thank you to you, the listener. If you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a 5-star review. This is Young Wall with Stone Nation, and I can't wait to share the road with you.